Does it get better than this? A Saturday morning with, with us? As you're driving around doing your, your errands? Going to the hardware store? Is that still a thing, the hardware store? I don't know. I was never a hardware store guy. I'm not, I'm not much of a guy, actually, at all, really. I don't, I don't, I don't do hardly anything. Um, bring the car in for an oil change. I guess a real guy wouldn't even bring it in, right? Like, a real man would say, like, I'm going <laughs> to, my driveway, I'll do my own oil change. Nope, I can't do that. Uh, I can talk sports, and that's the, that's the talent that God gave me, and that's what we're going to do this morning up until, up until 1230. An extra little half-hour bonanza today leading to the Knicks and the Nuggets, and we're going to have plenty of Knicks conversation, plenty of Giants conversation, plenty of Jets conversation. Uh, baseball is the sport that makes you shake your head, right? You, you couldn't be more excited about where the Mets are at the moment, and now there's no baseball for God knows how long, right? Couldn't be, couldn't be more excited. Eduardo Escobar. Oh, Starling Marte. Matt Scherzer. They're not done yet. All right, and scene. And we'll see you in February or March. Now, you, you know what the amazing thing is? This lockout, and we're not going to spend a ton of time on baseball, but I just wanted to start with this. The lockout actually, it, 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 they have to find a way to bottle this. Because having free agency actually happen in like a frenzy of a few days, and there's still a ton of free agents out there, is wonderful. I mean, is absolutely ideal, is absolutely wonderful. It's what they need to have happen, where you are focused on baseball. Not, you know, guys don't sign for, for three or four months, and all of a sudden at 3 o'clock on, on a Wednesday and, and March 11th, you're like, oh, look at that, this major player signed. No. So they have found that out, and they found it out because they were forced into it because now there's a lockout in Major League Baseball. By the way, Daryl Swan at the hardware store right now, nailing it as usual, Dave. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, Daryl, and all you out there. So, uh, not a ton of baseball, a little bit of baseball today. Uh, football, the Jets, uh, th this could be, let me just give you a little, little preview. This could be a very rough New York football weekend. Now, last weekend was Nirvana. Last weekend, the Jets win, the Giants win. It's a victory Monday. We're all excited. The Giants get their fourth win. My goodness, the Jets get their third win. I mean, unbelievable. I don't think you're going to see the same this weekend. All right, the Giants down in Miami. A game I don't think they win regardless. And now, Daniel Jones, this is weird, huh? The next, a, pro a major problem. And he's probably going to, he could miss the whole year. Nope, he's going to practice. He's going to be okay. No, no, he's not going to play. He hasn't been cleared. We don't know how long he's going to be out for. So, at least this week, if not more. And this is kind of where we start. We'll get to the Knicks as well. And I have real concerns uh, about the Knicks. But I want to start with the, uh, with the Giants. And that is, do you realize the two things? Well, here's the thing. The two things you want to see from the Jets this year, can the coach coach, can the quarterback play quarterback? And we're two-thirds of the way through the season now, and I don't think you have the answer on either of those things with the Jets. The three things you wanted from the Giants, because the Giants were supposed to be further along in this process, right? The Giants were supposed to be a team that's competing. That's what we are. They're going to compete for a playoff spot. That could not be further from the truth. And you watch them, and it's the same thing. They're just a lousy football team. That they really they are, right? You you can, even in watching that game against Philadelphia, and they won the game. And I know a win is a win, and you never throw them back, especially when you rarely get them. But if you watch the game, 
you feel like I, I'm watching. This is not. This is not winning football. I'm watching a team that had more. And I, I know this is probably a terrible thing to say. I'm watching a team that scored more than the opposition. But this was not a good win. The Giants looked lousy. The defense looked good. But but I almost feel like it was more Jalen Hurts just being horrendous and Jalen Rieger in Philadelphia not playing well than the Giants winning. Now, they won the game. But I don't know if you feel like me. I, I just took very little out of that win. Like, I, I don't... I didn't watch that game and watch that win and think to myself, all right, here we go. That Now now we have real re, like real momentum heading into the game in Miami. Like, There's no reason we can't win the game in Miami because we played really well. No, I just, I just don't feel like that. I do not feel like that. So the three things you wanted to see from the Giants this year is uh, they got to compete. They have to be a team that we get to December 20th, and it's like the Giants are, if things break right for the Giants, that's a team that's going to get to the postseason. With seven teams – from the NFC, there's no reason the Giants can't get in. Well, forget that. That that's that. There's no way that's going to happen. You knew that months ago, weeks ago. That wasn't going to happen. So throw that out the window. That's for starters. By the way, 800-919-3776 as we roll here on a Saturday. A lot of football, a lot of basketball. All right, so that's that's for starters now. Is, is the Giants, the one thing you want to see is give me real chance at the postseason well into December. That's done. Not going to happen. Two, you know what? I want to see that that Joe Judge can coach. I, I want to get to the end of the year and know factually that, I, you know what? We have our coach. Th- this is the guy I don't have to worry. He's young. He's capable. He gets it. I don't, I don't have that answer either. So now I'm 0 for 2. And then maybe the biggest of the three questions was... I have my quarterback, right? And and now I don't I don't have that answer either. And I and I might not have that by the end of the year. So, you talk about a season which will be a failure for the Giants. Even if you were to go 6 and 11 and get to the end of the year and say, "Man, you know what? Defense just wasn't great. Offensive line still kind of stunk. Barkley w- was hurt and didn't didn't run beautifully, but I I have a quarter like I know I know this quarterback is legit. I know it. I don't have to worry about drafting one. It's a non-issue. I don't know that. Do you know that? In fact, I would almost say just the opposite. Year one, he was pretty good. Year two, he regressed a little. Year three, he's... I, what, what, what word would you use to describe Daniel Jones? Eh? What do you think about Daniel Jones? Yeah, he's... He's, eh. he's mediocre. He's fine. I and mean, this is what he is. He, I think he's a gamer. I think he's a tough kid. I think New York is not too big for him. But I don't think New York is too big for a lot of people. And I don't want them as the quarterback of my football team. He's he's he if you had if I had to answer right now, I'd say he's probably not the answer. I'm and the, and the thing that stinks about that is I'd say probably. I don't even know. I don't even know if Daniel Jones is the answer. So now I'm going to finish year 3. And unless down the stretch of the season if, in fact, he returns down the stretch of the season, I don't even have the answer whether this kid's the quarterback. So in a year where I, I really should define what I'm going to do at the quarterback position, right? I have two, and if the if he doesn't play much or if at all the rest of the season, I mean, that's going to be a top five pick. The Giants probably don't win another game. All right, so now I have two top seven picks, and I'll hear, well, this is not a, a deep quarterback draft. But there's going to be a court. Like, 
there are quarterbacks that will be taken between Howell, between uh, the kid from Liberty, uh, Pickett from Pittsburgh. Like, there, there are quarterbacks in this draft. You just have to identify which is the one, right? The new GM, and thank God there's going to be a new GM with this team, just has to identify who is the right one to take. Well, you know what? Now all that goes up in smoke also because I don't even know what I have at the quarterback position. So this year of answers some questions for the Giants, well, they didn't answer the question about can they be – oh, I guess they did. I guess the question is, are they going to be a team that, that gets into the playoffs? I guess that's an emphatic no. Or a team that competes for a spot at the playoffs down the stretch of the season. An emphatic God no. Do I have the coach that I like that I want to you know, marry into for the next 10, 12, 15 years? I have no idea. Probably not, but I don't know. Do I have the quarterback that's going to make me forget about Eli Manning and, and lock in for the next decade? I, I, at best, at the best I can answer that question is, you know, I'm not sure. And the honest answer probably is, I don't think so. This, this is the, you need to know now. You need to know. Why do I need to know? Because I'm going to have two elite picks. So if it means I make a play for, and, and I've come to the, to, to the conclusion, I, I don't want Deshaun Watson. I, I don't know how you feel about it. I don't, I don't need a sexual predator as the quarterback of the Giants. No, no thank you. I don't, I don't, let Miami do with that. Let Carolina, maybe he'll win a Super Bowl. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't want it. No thank you. So that's out the window, at least for me. And then secondly, do I make a play for Russell Wilson? Do I make a play for a stopgap and, and move on from Daniel Jones and say, you know what, I'll bring in Jimmy Garoppolo and I'll, I'll see what he can do. And then I'll, I'll know that I'll bring a quarterback in in the future. Or, and we don't know who the new GM is going to be, does that GM say, you know what, I, the kid from Pitt, you might not, I love him. Uh, that's who I want. Pickett, I want him as my quarterback. That's who I want as my quarterback. I don't, I don't know what they do. And that's what the Giants are. See, at least, and the Jets are, the Jets are not at the, and this is pathetic to say, not at the level of the Giants right now. Like, the Giants are a, a better football team right now than the Jets, but they should be a better football team than the Jets. They're two years ahead in the process of what the Jets are. But at least with the Jets, as sad as the state is with them, you need to give another year to the coach. And you need to give another year to the quarterback. And the Giants, I don't know that you need to. I don't know that you will. And I don't know that you won't. The, the big remark retort I'd have with the Giants is, I just don't know. And there is no worse place to be in all of sports than, is that guy a player? Hmm. I don't, I don't know. Is that guy a coach? Boy. I don't, I don't know. Right? The Jets might not have either as well but at least they are deserving of more time to figure it out. The clock is running out with the Giants. 1-800-919-3776. And how about the Rangers, by the way? My goodness, another terrific win. They are now tied, I believe tied, maybe they took it, went ahead of, uh, of Washington or maybe Carolina, and they're just behind Washington, and they have two games in hand. But as you're watching that game last night, you're like, oh, my God. Like, like your whole season you saw right before your eyes with the knee injury to Shesterkin. I guess Gallant said in the, uh, in the postgame presser, he's told it's not serious. So thank God for that. But Rangers are just rolling, and you'll hear them tonight 
uh, 7.30 against the Blackhawks. Little little double dip, right? Knicks and the Nuggets at 12.30, Rangers and the Blackhawks at 7.30. But back to my point, at least the Jets aren't supposed to 100% know. The Giants, in fact, are supposed to know. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Well, we are here with you to support you on those endeavors. And speaking of supportive, I mean, my producer is as, as supportive as anybody in the business, and that is the, the talented, um, wonderful Ty D. Butler, as you know, Newhouse School of Communications. Good morning, Ty. David, how are you doing today? Uh, I am really well. I am really, really well this morning. I do have to say, I had a fascinating conversation yesterday that uh-huh. I think you're going to love. But really? before, before we get there. Now, hang you... on. Before you get to where you're going to get to, What's did up? you have it with me in mind? Or am I just a, 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 <laughs> like a side thought where you said he's going to really enjoy this conversation? Well, I don't want to give it away. So that okay. question will be answered when, okay. when we uh, recap the conversation. But before we get there, would you believe that as of 920, we've already received our first Stump Rothenberg call? Now, what do you say? So somebody, you're, you're, you're like 9870 ESPN. Now, how do you answer the phone? Do you say, answer the phone 9870 ESPN yes. or do you answer the phone Dave Rothenberg Show? I say 9870 ESPN. What's okay. your name and where you're calling from? Okay. Hey, and, I want to get in on Stump Rothenberg. I said, hey. Now, how do you, how do you, you're not mean because you're not a mean guy. How do you, how do you baby that along then? Well, I say, listen, so it happens at 905. He says, hey, I want to get in on Stump Rothenberg. Nine, like, oh, an hour and a half before the I, segment. I say, hey, I like you might be a military guy. I know they teach you to be, you know, a half hour early is on time. Half hour early is <laughs> an hour and a half? 90 minutes ahead? I, I'm sorry. I can't leave you on hold for that long. We only get six lines. I, I, I can't do that to the audience. Now, does he does he meet that with disdain or is he like, oh, no. I'm sorry. I, I get it. He, I'll call back later. He said, oh, do you want me to? Like, he was he was very good about it. He said, very nice. you, you want me to call back? I said, sure. Like, we'll get you on. But the fear that we strike in callers is I'm never going to get, like, I'm never going to get through. It's, it's such a busy segment. Uh, it, it's sweeping the nation. And, and speaking of sweeping the nation, it gets to a segue to a, the conversation I had yesterday. Yeah. So I'm standing. This is 25 hours ago right now. So it is 8 o'clock yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. Okay. I am standing in the gym in Retro Fitness in Glendale, Queens. Well, look at you. Yeah, 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 I mean, no one is happier to tell everyone that they were at the gym than you. <laughs> so, so someone who I've become friends with, a personal trainer who goes by the name of Daryl, walks up to me and says— Well, you say goes by the name of Daryl. Goes is, by the name. His name is Daryl. Yeah, but, you know, he some people go call him— go by the name of Daryl. Somebody some named people, Daryl. Some people call him D-Money, D-Train. You know, there's a lot of different ways you D, can go. D-Money. D-Money. Uh, uh, all right. Walks up to me, uh-huh. and, like, typically our conversations are we're recapping Knicks games or, you know, he likes Does he to— know you work at ESPN? So that's the thing. Okay. He says, you, do you work at ESPN Radio? Well, why, said, would it, why would anybody walk up and say that? Well, because he he's seen me like attend a lot of games, so he's like, you know, there must be something going on there. I say, yeah, I do. He says, oh, so you must know my guy Dave Rothenberg. I said, wow, it's the funny. money. That's right. Let's go. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. I, uh, uh, at this time tomorrow, guess who I'm going to be working with? That Dave Rothenberg. He's like, I love Dave. You know, I listen to him every morning. He's that guy. Him and DiPietro, just nothing but love for Dave Rothenberg. So I, I found that to be fascinating, and I know no one loves like an, an ego pump more than the great Dave Rothenberg. So I felt like I should share that with oh, you today. You what got a ba- story! Sweeping the nation. I, 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 I can't even go, go to the gym and and 
you know, squat three plates without someone coming up to me and asking good me about Lord, you. Good you're good. Wow. How about I that, mean, man? I, I, for, firstly, I don't know why that wasn't the lead of the show. I mean, forget, <laughs> forget giant schmines. I don't know why you weren't like, Dave, listen, I got the lead today. And you could have come out and said, Ty Butler, Dave's here, but Ty's going to, you know, take this take this right off the bat and tell that story. Could have done that at noon today, too, but you know, that that is what it's going to be. Uh, but anyway, so I, I felt like we could actually, like, this is an opportunity for me. I, I'm having this conversation, and, and as it's unfolding, I'm thinking. With D-Money. With D-Money, I'm yeah. thinking, listen, so you're a big fan of Dave, right? He says, yeah. So I said, it's, it's funny you mention that because Dave's actually dealing with a dilemma. He goes, what's that? I am. I say about 20 months ago, Dave was in, the, like, the prime of his athletic career. Like, he was at his absolute apex as far as physical fitness is concerned. Keeping your head above water. That, that's not true. There was in, in, in my adult life. Of I, your adult I, I life. Prime. Of your yeah. adult life. Yeah. Like, he was in great shape. Great I mean, shape. we're at a bar mitzvah. His, his wife, he is throwing it back on him on the dance floor. He looks great. Like, he was, he was looking so good. He told us numerous stories of him walking through town and how nefarious is this. There would be women standing with their husband actually complimenting Dave. Like, you said that that happened before, Yeah, no? it did. No, they were not hitting on me, but they are just like, wow, you look, you look unbelievable. Yeah, which is, you know, very risky to do. So I said to him, but, like, since then, there's been, like, a complete 180. Like, that's, Dave's that's not fall, true. He's fallen off of a cliff. Like, You're it's lying so bad. to D-Money. No, it's unhealthy, you know. And, I, I look, the type of guy that I am, I look at the schedule, the way it unfolds, right? Like the holiday schedule. You might be doing some K-show appearances. Who knows what's going to happen? You're going to be on TV. I can't have you looking the way that you do now. So I've, so I'm in the so process. The you, you start with the, the buttering, and, and now you, you take it down to this negative level. And this, this I hate to say, this is why people don't like no, you. No, but here's the thing, it's man. it's not true. No, You're a liar. I'm You're lying right. to the people. I, I just did the K-show on TV in August. And, yeah, and, and, and Rick was like, you look, couldn't have looked better. No, there are some co complaints. You start to see the weight gain in the face a little bit. All right, I'm done with you. I'm, do so I'm honestly look, done. I, the point is I'm negotiating with this personal trainer uh, a ways for us to get you into the gym in Retro Fitness in Glendale, and we're going to see where it goes. All right, well, for, first of all, don't do me any favors. All right. Why not? I, I, I want to see you. I want to see you be in great shape. I don't appreciate the way that you uh, besmirch my good name. This is a guy that loves right. you, man. I, I'm I am, looking to I do your favor. I am not fat. I wasn't my worst, like 224. I think now I'm like 206 from 198. So but you can always it. be better. I always be better, sure. But and, I am not fat and, and grotesque like you've just. And said. how about this? There is a, a direct correlation between like. Uh, being in tip-top shape and performance, I hear that the show ratings are doing very well Phenomenal. on DNR. Phenomenal. So, I mean, it can only get better. It's, this is just but, me but looking out for you. Thing. This is you, me looking out for you. If D-Money came to my house and trained me, that's a consideration I would make. Do you think I'm going to get in my car and drive an hour and a half to Glendale, Queens? No. I think it's like 45 minutes. No. Let me look Nothing is up. 45 minutes. You live no. in Westchester. Nothing. No, and, and you you're get traffic, you're, nothing. I mean, listen, right. you work three hours a day. I think you can yeah, do Yeah, I, I barely work. It's right. I wanted to. I thought this was adorable, by the way. I wanted to read this to you. I got a tweet last night, uh -oh. and I retweeted it, and I thought it was adorable. I want to read it to you, and then I want to get to the calls on the Giants, if you're, if you're okay with that. Sure. Okay. It's a back and forth between a, a husband and wife. You ready? Okay, let's do it. All right. I love it. It, it comes from, uh, boy, I, I, I don't even know who it comes from, and that's a bad job by me. But, but here's the back and forth, and I'll find out the name in a minute. <laughs> oh, um, my wife says, Rangers goalie's hurt. I say, Shesterkin? Her, I think so. Me, who's in net now? Her, 
I'm just not sure. Me. Yoryev? Her. Sounds about right. Me. Do you know the Islander goalie? She says, DiPietro. <laughs> My 10-year-old son screams out, Anne Rothenberg! <laughs> that is amazing. Isn't that a nice, that's a nice little story. That's a great story. That's a nice little story. All right, now we've taken up enough time of nonsense. one 800 I don't know if the, the listening audience knows this, but as a host who really has a relationship with the callers, Colum in the Bronx is going to be a daddy in not too long. And we welcome in the daddy-to-be. Good morning, Colum. Good morning, David, Ty D. Butler, and one of my favorites, uh, Jake Montgomery. Look at you. I mean, there, there's something happening here between between us and, and you. All right, what do you got, Colum? So um, I don't hear a lot of people talking about this, and I don't want – I hope it's a good point, and I hope you kind of uh, agree with me. But a lot of things that hasn't been talked about is the injuries that the Giants have, and there's so many of them, and I know not all of them can be pointed to uh, Joe Judge's fault, but the offseason program, the strength and conditioning, how they run practice, how they run – his organization and how he runs his system has to attribute to all of these, a lot of these injuries. The fact that there's so many injuries and everything that's going, it's another notch on why Joe judge needs to go. I don't know what they're doing and I don't know how they run their system and how they're running it every day, but it has, it has to attribute to a lot of these injuries. The fact that Kadarius Tony has been injured since the day he's been drafted. And I don't well, know well, what's remember, going on he, with that. He, he had and how COVID. they handle it and how they handle everything. I, I, I think that maybe how they handle it, I, I, you're going you're gonna to blame them because, I mean, Saquon Barkley steps on a defensive back's foot from the Cowboys. No, and but I'm saying there's not those, they, yeah, not those things are everything his fault. There's a lot of them that are not his fault. You can't contribute it. But there's so many that can directly be contributed to how they're running their system, how they're running strength and conditioning. What is going on in there? Are they overworking these players? Are they, or are they not, or are they not doing the right thing to make sure people stay healthy and, and stuff like that? Like with, 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 um, with Shepard's injury, with, with Galladay's constant injury. It, does, it doesn't look like a lot of these injuries aren't happening in game scenarios. A lot of these are happening at practice or before the season even started, or lingering injuries that can't get healthy. It's just there, there's something with this organization, and it starts with Joe Judge and who he's hired and what he's put out there, that people can't get healthy and people can't stay healthy, and also how they coach the games, putting people in position to, be, to get hurt. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, Colin, and I love you. I, I don't know that I agree with that. I, I don't. Thanks for the phone call. I, I don't know that I'll sit here and say that, that because of the way Joe Judge runs training camp, that's why you've had this many injuries. Now, I guess I, I don't know that you can't say it, but I, I'm, I'm not there. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, Kenny Galladay was hurt all last year at Detroit. Was that Joe Judge's fault? Saquon Barkley stepped on someone's ankle. Andrew Thomas had, had, had an, an injury, you know, that, that, that set him back. I don't know that it happened because of that he worked him hard in training camp. Now, you say works him hard in training camp. He works him hard, but how hard? I mean, you can't work guys that hard. So you want to blame what happened in August and now, like, Daniel Daniel Jones takes a shot in the neck. Is that is that because they work hard in August? Like, like where, where Adoree Jackson's hurt. Darnay Holmes is hurt. This is because Blake Martinez tore his knee up on a play. Like, these are because Joe Judge works them hard and in August? I, I don't know that I agree with that. In fact, I, I think I don't agree with that. Listen, I don't know that I like Joe Judge. I don't know he's the, the answer as far as head coach. Some of his game management makes me, you know, shake my head. 
but you want to you want to blame him for all the injuries? I I don't I can't do that. I don't think it's fair. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So I mean, it's tons to do. We got to get into the Jets, and I want to get into the Knicks as well. Um, I'm in a place with the Knicks where I'll tell you in a little bit. I'll tell you right at ten o'clock uh, about my my take on where we are at the Knicks, and uh, it might be a maturation process for me. But this is where I am. So I'll tell you that at 10. We'll get to the Giants and the Jets before that. 1-800-919-3776. And just to help Ty, because this is the kind of guy I am, unlike him, who's nasty, mean, and, and vitriol, uh, don't call for Stump Rothenberg yet. Please please don't. Don't call until at least, at least 10-10. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Here's my take on the Knicks. And it, it hit me as I was watching the game the other night. And I, I said it on the show with Rick this week, and, and, and I stand by it. Knicks fans are, uh, what are they, 11 and 11? We're 11 and 11. And, and this is unacceptable. And I can't believe they signed Kemba Walker. By the, by the way, can, can we just say this? Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, do you know how much money is poured into those guys? That is like $27 million a year. You couldn't have done better with $27 million in Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. But I, I digress. Do you know where the Knicks are right now? And when I say that, I mean like standings-wise. Do you know where the Knicks are? The Knicks are 11. The Knicks aren't even in, in, the, in the play-in tournament at the moment. Now, that belongs to Charlotte, who are they better? They might be. Philadelphia, Boston, Atlanta. And it hit me, and I hate saying this, but I I believe this is in fact true. Maybe this is what the Knicks are. Maybe the Knicks are a a 500 team. Maybe last year was the perfect storm. Remember the George Clooney movie when the three storms, you know, emerged into one and Mark Wahlberg, and it, it was the perfect storm. Maybe last year was the perfect storm. There were no fans. It was a shortened season. It was, you know, COVID teams, you know, I don't know, didn't take it as seriously, whatever you want to say. And the Knicks were so, and they were so good. And then when it ratcheted up into the postseason, the Knicks really couldn't compete with Atlanta. I mean, they, they really couldn't. And they go out there and they think they're close. And, well, we'll bring in Evan Fournier. And we'll bring in Kemba Walker. And we'll, we'll adjust. And we'll make this team better. I think, I think maybe. And, and, and I heard Julius Randle say this the other day. He said, guys, it's early. We're fine. You know, one red-hot run, and we go from where we are to maybe the top of the, the Eastern Conference. Then, then the Knicks are not going nowhere near the top of the Eastern Conference. I, I, I kind of think, guys, this is what they are, where they're going to win a game against Atlanta and then lose a game against Brooklyn and then lose a game against Chicago and then beat a team, in, 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 you know, like today in, in Denver and then, and then lose to an Indiana and to San Antonio, and then win and lose, and win and lose. And by the time you get to the end of the season, I think this team will probably be pretty much around 500. And I know that it's not something that you want to hear, but I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. I'm here to tell you what I believe to be true. And I think last year, like I said, was the perfect storm. And it all was phenomenal. It all played out perfectly. But, I mean, you run through the teams. Brooklyn is 16-6, and six, and, and you're never going to sniff Brooklyn. Chicago is now 15-8. and eight. 
They're better than you. Miami is 14-9. They're better than you. Washington is somehow 14-9. I don't know that they're better, but they're ahead of you. Milwaukee's better. They're 14-9. Cleveland is ahead of you at 13-10. And And then I just ran through the teams. Philly. And Philly hasn't even had Ben Simmons. And you played them without Joel Embiid. Boston. Atlanta. I I mean, I've said this. Indiana's 9-16. I don't think it's a far cry to say Indiana's better than the Knicks. Toronto's 10-13. I don't think it's a far cry to say Toronto's better than the Knicks. There are two teams. Two teams that I look at right now and say the Knicks are better than them. Detroit and Orlando. And what did the Knicks do? They played Orlando three times so far this year. Twice at the Garden. And what did they do in those two games? They lost them. They lost them. You can't afford to do that. But we are not eight games in where they're four and four. We are 25 games or 25% into the season. We're, We're 22 games in. They're 11 and 11. Maybe this is what they are. You know, maybe get your head out of the clouds instead of thinking, well, listen, Thibodeau is great, and I think he is a very good coach. But who on the Knicks do you look at and say, we're going to get more from who? From who? I like Obi Toppin. I'd like to see some more minutes from him. I don't look at him and say, God, when he gets rolling, things are going to change. Julius Randle was unbelievable last year in the regular season. Not so much in the postseason, and he's regressed this year. So was last year what Julius Randle is? Or is this what Julius Randle is? Or is it somewhere in the middle? R.J. Barrett? I mean, we talk about Daniel Jones. This is year three. I'd like to see it. This is year three. I'd like to see it. When does it show up? I don't know. Maybe this is what he is. Maybe instead of having these moments of just, oh, my God. How do, how do we lose again? And how do we lose and come out in the third quarter and, and have no energy or come out against Chicago and fall behind by 20 at home? How does that happen? Maybe it'd be easier just to accept it and say, guys, this is, this is what they are. The Knicks just might be a 500 team. And maybe, just maybe, you should get to the point where instead of getting so upset and horrified about this, you should start to accept that this, in fact, just might be what they are. Ty, you're a huge NBA fan, and I want to get to the calls, and we will at 1-800-919-3776. What, what do you think about that? I agree with you, and I, I will give you credit because you've been actually sounding the alarm on, on this for weeks. After the Knicks get out to that 5-1 and one start, they, they've been 6-10 and 10 since, and now if, this, if the playoffs started today, they would be out. And 10 teams get in, and and, and they'd be out. And they would be out. And you mentioned Fournier and Kemba. Julius Randle was sensational last year. And what he's learning is that life comes a lot easier when the greatness and and the performance level is unexpected as opposed to teams now having having to prepare for you as the number one option every single night. He learned about that in the playoffs. He struggled. Now his numbers are pretty good this year, but you know the, the game the other night against the Bulls, the seven turnovers, the, the two missed free throws, the, the bad turnover, like those get magnified once you're an all-star level player. Yeah, and he's the best of what they have. But my point, I mean, right right now, and he he's still your best player, and and you you you're going to win or lose mostly based on him. But who's the second best player? Like like crunch you don't know. time. Who Derrick Rose? Derrick Rose, my Derrick Rose is probably the player I hit. Derrick Rose and Burks are the two players I trust most in crunch time, and I don't know that that's necessarily a good sign. No, I don't think it's a good sign at all. I mean, and is it crazy to sit here and say that? I mean, that Boston is better, that Atlanta is better, 
that Cleveland is better? I mean, are, are really, are, are the Knicks, forget about a playoff team, are, are the Knicks a top six team? In your mind? Right now, they're not. No. And you know what's so frustrating is like they do just enough to give you moments where you're like most optimistic. Like those furious comebacks well, against the Bulls Well, that's what's so frustrating and to me. Nets. Is but, that it, it, what's so frustrating to me, and we'll get to the calls in a second, 1-800-919-3776. And that is that every game you have a stretch where you're like, wow, that that was great. Well, but but Why? Why, why, how can you come out? You lost a very difficult game, right? Very difficult game in Brooklyn. Third quarter was one of those third quarters where you just didn't show up, and then you had to go on the furious run, and you fought all the way back, and you're home against Chicago, and you don't come out of the gates with any energy, and by the time you, you have your first hot dog, the team is down 20? How is that okay? <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, you feel great as you're going through the comeback. Like, as you're erasing the 20-point deficit, Against the Bulls and against the Knicks, you feel great. You know, the defense is playing well. Fournier's hitting shots. Julius is finding his open shooters. But then you're like, wait, we were down 20 for a reason. Why do we keep finding ourselves in positions where we're down double digits well, well, and have I guess to come this would back? be my question. Why every game does it take a furious comeback? Exactly. That's that, that, that right there is the mission statement. Why every game... So the Knicks have to go on a 19-4 run to get themselves back in the game. In any sport, how many times have you seen a team falls behind? Huge. They use every ounce of energy to come back and tie it, and then it just falls they apart, fall and, they, and then they lose. It happens all the time. It is unacceptable. And that, and I like the Bidot, that to me is on coaching. Is so, it really on coaching, though? Yes, yes. Because now I would say this: How do you come out in the third quarter almost every that's game, on and it's like fifteen two? So, so that's on coaching because you use halftime to make adjustments, and your team should always the first and third quarters. If you're struggling out the gate, that's on coaching. So think about this now: You played Brooklyn, you had a lead, they go on a fourteen zero run. Start, yep, and then you play Chicago thirty nine eighteen. Both of those tie. You're on coaching. Yeah, but the third quarter was when you made your comeback against the Bulls. The third quarter is when you succumb to the Nets. They they start, I believe, it was a 14-0 run 14-0. to start the third quarter. But the third quarter was when you actually came back against Chicago. So my point was going to be, if it's the first and third quarters, and I know this is like NBA, like nerdy sports stuff, I think that's on coaching because your team should always be ready to play. But it feels like that's what it is more often than not. If if you're falling short late in games because, you know, I just happen to have Kevin Durant, I just happen to have Giannis, I just happen to have DeRozan, and you don't, I think that's more of a, a roster issue. I think it's both. That but I, I, think, I, I think falling behind 20 at the Garden. I mean, the Knicks, are, uh, yes or no? Are the Knicks a good home team? No, they're terrible. Uh, and, that, at and, that, home. and that right there is completely, unequivocally inexcusable. Because you have people that are frothing at the mouth to go to these games and be fanatical. And you can't win games at home? Unacceptable. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. 
Well, you can try. Many have. Few have succeeded. Stump Rothenberg, 9870 SPN, brought to you by Slomans and NYSSPCA, the New York Structural Steel Painting Contractors Association. Ty, where do we stand here as we enter another week of Stump Rothenberg? And, and really almost close the year for our final yeah, record. Yeah, as we close the year, yep. um, fresh off of a, a dreadful, very disappointing 9-1 and performance last week. Oh, man. We are at 344 and 72. And quite frankly, I'll be honest, I'm a little disappointed. Um, and, I, and why would that be? Because I, today's Jay-Z's birthday, the greatest rapper who's ever lived. Okay. I would love to be able to do some Jay-Z trivia with you. But I know you'd hate it, and you'd complain about it. I would love it, it, but if, you, if that's what you deem necessary, you can bring it to the table. Uh, really? Because I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, I don't know if you realized it, but in the first segment of the show, you actually dropped a Jay-Z song in your soliloquy. Uh, Sean? No, you said yeah. uh, Moment of Clarity. You mentioned Moment of Clarity about the Knicks. That's a Jay-Z yeah, song. from Sean Carter. Uh, yes, from yeah. Sean Carter. Sean Corey Carter, if you're gonna go all the way through here. <laughs> all right, so I'll give you. A, I'll give you. I'm not. I'm not gonna get it right. I'll, but I'll, you can. You can bring it. I, I can bring it to you. I know who he's married to. Uh, everyone knows who he's married to. So. All right, well. So good you, Lord, yeah. you're good. Can I ask you a Jay Z question, real quick? Does it start the the? What you tell me. What, what, what are we doing? Yeah, here? let's do it. This, I, you're starting with Jay. Start. No, I don't want to start with that. Come on. No, Dave. I don't. I don't feel comfortable with you starting stuff, <laughs> Rothenberg. So you feel no. like you got to get in a, in a rhythm first. Yeah, okay. I want to get some right, and then right. I'll get yours right. I don't want to start at zero and one. Okay, I got you. All right, let's do so it. So can can we start now? Let's do it. All right, let let's go. Uh, on that note, let's go to Corey in Jersey. Corey, good morning. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, how's it going, Dave? How you doing? Good. Good, good. All right, so I got a basketball question. Okay. You ready? Yeah, is it a good question? It is. It is a good question. I I think I'm going to get you. All right. All right. There are two coaches in NBA history to win Coach of the Year without a winning record. Can you name them? Oh, that's a nice question. Um. They are two very well-known coaches. Yeah. So I think one is Johnny Kerr. With the Bulls. Final answer? Well, well, you're looking for two, correct? Yes. All right, so um, I don't know that I can think of a second. One I'll say is Johnny Kerr, and it's not final answer yet. Let me, let me walk through here. Did you say... Losing records or 500 or, or worse? 500 or worse. They didn't have, they weren't, it wasn't a winning record. Okay. I, I, I think. I'm going to, I'm going to go with, um, with Hubie Brown and Johnny Kerr. Uh, you, you got one out of two. One is Hubie Brown. The other one is Doc Rivers. Hmm. <laughs> that's a, I don't know. Is that a winner? Is that not a winner? No, that's a loser. I mean, you only got, you only got two, one. So I'm going to say it's not a winner. All yeah, right. it's, a, it's a loser. <laughs> I'd like to see. I thought I could have sworn that Kerr won the coach of the year with a sub-500 record. And I thought he was the only one ever to have a losing record. 
so why don't you look at, that up? I'm looking it up right now. Why don't we take another call and you'll do a little research on that? Let's do that. All right, let's go to uh, Parker in Brooklyn. Parker, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hi. Um, who is the only Major League Baseball player to play in an All-Star game, uh, play in a World Series champion, and be elected to the United States Congress? Is this a, is this a well-known person? Ah. Uh, you're asking for clues already? No. How about Jim Bunning? Incorrect. Go ahead. Who, who is it? Someone no one's ever heard of, right? Someone who finished his career with the Mets in the 60s, Wilmer Mizell. I mean, come on. I mean, really. I have good news for you, buddy. You're, okay. So that last question, after jury deliberation, we've determined you were correct. So it's actually happened three times. Uh, it did happen with Doc... Um, he finished at 500 in the 99-2000 season, one coach of the year. But Hubie Brown did it, right? Hubie Brown also did it, finishing at 500 in the 77-78 season with but the John, Hawks. But Red Kerr was the only one to be below 500. He was at 33-48 and 48 in the 66-67 season, which is, I mean, embarrassing. So that's, that's dead-on accurate what I did. Yeah, what you did was accurate. Right. So there were three. Now, how, how do we feel about this last question? Um... Look, it's tough. It's a tough one. All right. So, you, so all right. So, we'll we'll we'll, we'll give him the win on that. Yeah, he, you're you're one and zero or one and one. I'm sorry. One I think you got to be better than that, but that's fine. Glenn in Brooklyn. Glenn, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. What's up, Glenn? Every week in the NFL, it seems a guy goes down with an ACL injury. Okay. Right, tears an ACL. Uh -huh. A lot of people know what that is. <clears throat> in a really bad knee injury, like the one Saquon Barkley suffered. They also tear an MCL. What do the words MCL stand for? MCL is medial collateral ligament. You know your medical books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could have been a doctor. Absolutely. You could have been a doctor. That's all it would have taken to. That's that's too well, Yeah. I mean, they would on my boards, what does MCL stand for? Boom. And, and all right, you're the doctor. Uh, Tyrese in Jersey at 2-1. and one. Tyrese, good morning. Good morning. Got what do you got, Tyrese? I got a uh, good question for you. Good question for you. Okay. Which active... And the MLB and NFL play are the same name. Active. So it's a basketball player and a baseball player that have the same name? No. National Football League and MLB. Um. Oh, boy. No, you definitely know this. I might know who I might know of them, but I don't. I don't know. You know both of them as well. I might know who they are, but I, I now I have to go through all the all, all the leagues. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't have fifteen minutes. I don't know. What's what's the answer? Hunter Winfrey. Yeah. All right. That's, that's a terrible question, Ty. That's not trivia. Two and it's two, buddy. It's not trivia. You knew, you knew the answer to it's, that question. Uh, yeah, sure. There's Hunter Renfro on the on the Red Sox. The Red Sox Hunter the Renfro on the Raiders. Sure, but that's that's a bad question. That's not trivia. Two and two, baby. That's, yeah, I'm embarrassed for you. You know, you know what I said. I said recently that you do such a 
better job than RJ. I think you're so dramatic. You remind not me dramatic. of dramatic. It's it's awful because yeah. I don't like when my segment gets ruined. I created this. I, I nurtured this. So it's like watching your it's like watching your kid go off to college and he like you know joins a fraternity. He's a loser. Like that. You've turned <laughs> this segment into a loser. Well, it would take time for him to become a loser in a fraternity. We're I went to college and joined a fraternity. And became a loser. Were you a loser? <laughs> I mean, I'm here, aren't I? Well, there you go. Dave in Long Island. Dave, you're on uh, Stump Rothenberg. Okay, Rossi, first of all, great name because I'm David Well, There you go. Um, you want to ask yeah, a trivia question about the name Dave? The well, yeah, exactly. How many letters are the name Dave? There you go. All right, what do you got? <laughs> okay, so my question is this. Who is the only NBA player – one, to play against the 72-win Bull team and the 73-win Warrior team? I love this question. Who is the only NBA player, there's only one, to play against the 72-win Bull team and the 73-win Warrior team? I'm bringing this up because the Warriors are on track to beat their record. They're not going to, but anyway. Was he a big trash talker? Oh, you got it. I hate you. Yeah, see, this is what I do, and that's 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 a question, not what name is is used in both sports. Um, yeah, Kevin Garnett. Yes. Oh gosh, I hate you, Dave. I love you. All right. I love you, and I hate you too. It Dave. took me like five that's minutes. A question. It took me five minutes to answer that question. Of course, it wouldn't I'll take me long. I'm a genius, and a, a certified genius. Anthony, a who's been on, genius, on who's uh, three and two so far in the segment, but I digress. Continue. You know, why don't we, we do Stump Butler? It'll be like a one in twelve <laughs> kind of a week. Anthony yeah. in Tampa. Anthony, you've been on hold for two hours. You're on Stump Rothenberg. It'd be a shame if he wasn't here now, huh? Anthony. Oh, oh no, that is sad. <laughs> the guy's been on hold since what time? Nine <laughs> twenty? No, it's like nine fifty-five. And, and that's now awful. Just, that's well, really unfortunate. All right, so now uh, let's go with two, the two of you guys because I'm not going to get yours. Maybe I can get Jake's. Jake, go ahead. All right, Dave. So I'm watching Cowboys Saints on Thursday night. And before I ask my question, were you one of these delusional Giants fans that were rooting for no. the Cowboys on Thursday? No. no. Because, yeah, they thought we have a chance of maybe no. catching I, the I've wild card. Weeks, the Giants are not going to the playoffs. Put it out of your head. So did you watch the game? Yeah, I watched the game. Okay. Now, um, in a mature way, <laughs> Alex had a, uh, a basketball game. I went to his game and I DVR'd the Cowboys Saints game. Wow. Now, had yeah. this been That's Giants gross. Saints, would you have DVR'd the game? No. Okay. All right, so back to my Stump Rothenberg question. The game was extremely sloppy. Taysom Hill started for the Saints through four interceptions, right. including one that went late for a pick six. So my question for you today, Dave, is who holds the all-time record for the most interception return for touchdowns? So who holds the record for the most pick sixes? In their career, in career, not in a single season, in their career. Who holds the record for the most interception return for touchdowns? I think it's Rod Woodson. Uh, I think it's Rod Woodson. Final answer. Well, if you would say Rod Woodson, Dave, then it would be another week where I don't stump you. Yeah, baby. Correct. Rod Woodson had 12 pick sixes, followed by Darren Sharper and Charles Woodson with 11. A lot of Woodson, actually. A lot of Woodsons. They're known for their pick sixes. Uh, That's another win. (laughs) That's another successful answer. All right, what what do you have? Because I'm not going to get this. So happy birthday to the incredible Mm Jay-Z. What a big year this is for him, the big 52. My question to you, 
Jay-Z's got 13 studio albums. 13. All I need for you to do is name one of them. Just one. That's not too much to ask. It's the greatest rapper of all time. It's something you should know. We play Jay-Z at the station all the time. Just give me one studio album that Jay-Z has given us. In my lifetime. Wow. Boom. Good job. Good Lord, you're good. <laughs> good Boom. You didn't, you didn't think I had that in me. I'm not, I did not think you had that. Of all albums, I mean, you could go Blueprint. Well, that was early. You can go Black Album. You can go American Gangster. You can go. But that, in my lifetime was was that was early. Was I think one of his first two? Yeah, it was his second album after yeah. Reasonable Doubt. Good job, Dave. Boom. Five can I get the two. ding? <laughs> you want Jay Z to give you the ding? I want you. Somebody give me the ding. There you go. So now where are we? You're at five and two. Five and two. All right. And we continue with Stump Rothenberg on 9870 ESPN. This is brought to you by Slomans and NYSSPCA, the New York Structural Steel Painting Contractors Association. All right, Ty, where are we through round one? We are five and two right now. Five and two. So five two guys two. have gotten past round one, and they're waiting in round two, it's yes? It's never happened before where you've been stumped consecutive times in no. the same this, this Parker's a tricky one, though. He's a weasley one. But he could <laughs> he can he, it himself. He, he'll ask me some player you never heard of in the next round. You, you know the parameters, right? We do. It's supposed to be a skill position player in the NFL or an NBA player in the, the 80s or 90s, but we'll see. We'll see what he goes with. Uh, all right, so how do you want to do this? You want to take a couple more and then get to the bonus round? Let's do it. Now, is this the same Anthony in Tampa that is back after his long wait on hold? So now he's he's doing that deferring thing where he says, you know, I, I was ready. I, I just didn't hear anything. So no. apparently it's our fault. We'll see what happens here. All right, Anthony in Tampa. We'll give you another chance. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. I just, uh, yeah, I was listening to the show, and then I, I just stopped hearing it. Um, okay. All right. But, we're here for you. So, yeah, I actually met you once at an NYIC lacrosse game about seven years ago. That was Dave Rothenberg Day. Yeah, exactly. That was a great day. <laughs> well, but I'm, my glad. Question I'm glad you came out for it. Is, nice. Um, All right, what do you got? What do you got, Anthony? How many different positions have won the NFL MVP, and what are they? I got to go through every position? Well, just how many – what are the different positions that have won the NFL MVP? Regular season MVP? Yes. I know Mark Mosley won the uh... – That's well, one position. Yeah, so kicker, but quarterback. You know I mean, obviously you do. Quarterback, running back. Who, who are we saying is voted on this position? Is, is this the, the AP one? Yes. Uh, defensive tackle. I know place kicker, Lawrence Taylor, so that's linebacker. I'm not keeping track. I think that's it. Final answer? Recap. So just, just so, so run, running thing. back, quarterback, obviously. Defensive tackle, because I know Alan Page won it. Place yeah. kicker, because Mark Mosley won it with Washington in a, in a strike shortened 82, which is bizarre. Lawrence Taylor won it in linebacker. Yeah, that's it. That's it, final answer? See, he's going to say I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. Yeah, final answer. I mean, I guess Ty will have to back me up to see if you're technically wrong. Technically, Jim Brown was a fullback, and he won it. Oh, come on. 
No, I mean that. Come on. No, we're we're not gonna do that. <laughs> that <laughs> I mean, you you well, you have got to be kidding me. No, we'll we'll give you credit for that. Thank you. So that's Relax. six and two. Don't have a tantrum on the air. It's embarrassing. Well, you know what? I can't help it. I go through all that good work. I give all that good information. And I go, well, technically, Jim Brown was a fool. You're a 59-year-old man. You should not be having tantrums on the Dare air. You. you know, when I'm 59, you're going to be well into your 40s, pal. <laughs> Don't rush me. Six and two. All right. Now, you know what? I'm going to call you out. We're, Jim is in just point? Uh, point Pleasant. Oh, and my, my screen says point. Jim yeah, and well, point. That's not on me. That's on the call screen. Yeah, sure it is. Jim and point. You're on uh, Stump Rothenberg. Yeah, hi, Dave. I know you love drafting running backs in the first round. Love it. Think the, nothing better of it, yes. The Giants have drafted eight running backs in the first round since the nineteen since 1980. Five were from the Big Ten. Ty said you only have to name two. I think you got to name all five. All right. So, well, they took, they took George Adams, I remember. He wasn't Big Ten. Well, oh, so you only want the Big Ten ones because he was Kentucky. All right, so yeah. Big Big Ten ones. All right, so Butch Wolfolk was an 82 out of Michigan. Yep, so- sideways Butch, yep. Um, Adams would be next up 85, but he is not Big Ten like you accurately mentioned. Um, who else? Running backs out of the Big Ten. So Rodney Hampton, but he was Georgia, so that's not what you're looking for. All right. Uh, running back or fullback turned actor, Gerard Bunch. Can we count him out of Michigan? You can count, you can count him. He was horrible, too. Horrible, too. Uh, another Michigan guy who wound up with the Raiders, Tyrone Wheatley, was in 1995 out of Michigan. Yep. So, yeah, 0 for 3 on the Big Ten so far. Right. Well, running backs. All right. Um... Are you, you're giving me Saquon Barkley, or I, I have to include Saquon here? No, Saquon's in it. No, he's, All right, he's, so Sa- he's Saquon, obviously, out of Penn State, would be four. And who am I missing now? So they took David Wilson, but he's out of Virginia Tech, so that's not what you're looking for. That's correct. Uh, mm-hmm. um, another first-rounder since 1980. And you call yourself a Giants fan. I know. It's embarrassing. Um, God, I can't even think. Who's who's another first rounder they took? Want a clue? No, not yet. I'd like to take up as much time as humanly possible. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Ron Dane, Thunder and Lightning, 2000, Wisconsin. Yeah, Ron Dane. Those yep. are you named them all. Actually, you got all eight. Oh, so good this, job. Is what, this is what we do. <laughs> This is this, mean, this is why we punt we on do. on you know big games for a kid so we can sit in front of the TV and watch Giants football action every Sunday. That's right. For moments Cause, like because you know this, what now it pays off. It pays. So off. I I can't change my own oil. I don't. I couldn't tell you a, a brake pad from a, a shoulder pad. But what I can tell you is <laughs> who the Giants where draft. the Giants drafted in in, in the last now. So years. if the if the draft were tomorrow, they'd have six and seven, I believe. You think yes, they take a correct. running back? Do we allow Dave Gettleman to take another running back? <laughs> Dave Gettleman will, will not be anywhere near the draft room. <laughs> uh, all right, so now we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the two uh, the two guys that that did in fact stump me, and then we're gonna go rapid fire with you, right? Let's do it quickly. All right, let's go to. Uh, I I don't know where he's gonna go, and I'm I'm even hesitant to take this, but You're Parker in Brooklyn. Annoyed. Parker, go ahead. 
a guy who uh, won a championship in the 80s with Larry Bird and the Celtics and then finished his career with the Knicks, Eric Fernston. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, so, so for, firstly, you're going to allow Eric Fernston? <laughs> Wait. Wait. No, but you know what? If, if, you, if he's going to be that pathetic <laughs> and that underhand and then that, and that weaselly, he was a, a Don from the University of San Francisco, <laughs> Eric Fernston. Yes, he was. All right. I love what he did there, though. He, he, he gave the resume. So that if you were to dismiss him being an actual player, it's like, no, here's his resume. Yeah, here's his resume. He was a very strange mustachioed man (laughs) from the University of San Francisco. played with Larry Bird. That no one has ever heard of, ever, ever. Not even his own family knows who he is. If we had Hubie Brown right now, like Hubie, Eric Fernstein, he'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with that man. But he he played for you. I still don't know. Coached Yeah. You coached coached, uh, Mr. Fernstein. I'm not familiar with his work. All right, Tyrese oh, in Jersey. Tyrese, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Go. Round two. All right, I got a good one for you, Dave. All right. New Jersey Nets, Kate George. A Connecticut. Come on, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. All right, real quick. Ready? Do I get no love for that at all? Nine inch, we, we got no time for her up uh, against no the No time clock. for love? There's always time for love. No time for love. All right. You go taser that way for yours. Ty Lue. Nebraska. There we go. Spencer Dinwiddie. Ooh. Was he Colorado? Ooh. Spencer Dinwiddie. He's turned himself into a nice... I think he was Colorado. Very confident. You don't get paid to think. You get paid to know. I I know Colorado, final answer. There you go, baby. How about our guy, Scary Terry? Big fan of the show. Terry Rozier. I thought you were going with... uh, with Terry McLaurin, I was like, "Ooh, oh no!" I don't. Uh, Terry Rozier is Louisville. After what he did to your Giants, what was that week four? I would never do that to you. Louisville. Yes, you're correct. Three and <laughs> oh, another big fan of the show. Uh huh. Lost a tough game last night at home to the Clippers. Taylor Horton Tucker. He actually beat your Knicks last year, if you remember correctly. You know what I don't appreciate from you? How, how you have to bring up memories that are so so very painful. Uh, he's a Cyclone, Iowa State. There we go. Look at you. And lastly, but certainly not least, we go with Hassan Whiteside. Marshall. Wow. Look at you, hurt. Dave. So you finished the segment off at a blistering, blistering 14-2. and two. Real quick, before you do the read, because I yeah. found this very interesting. We got very that NBA Coach of the Year question. This is this is not going to count for your record. Just, uh, you know, someone threw this at me in my DM. Let's give him credit. At Mint underscore Mulatto. The only NFL head coach to win Coach of the Year with the losing record. Not going to count for your record. You're 4-2. That's solidified. But I just thought this would be very interesting. So you tell me that we're in a rush, and then you're going to ask a question where I have to... Well, because I've got confidence in you to deliver quickly. One of your favorite coaches, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. Guy you love. Love this guy, huh? Yes, sir. Mm. Uh, I don't I don't I think you're being facetious. <laughs> uh uh yeah, I I I believe uh <laughs> I believe he was on the show Survivor at one point. Oh. The first one voted off. Ooh. One uh we know him as the hair. He we do know him as the uh, hair. J- Jimmy Johnson. Cried on national TV. What was that last year? Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, Johnson in nineteen ninety, seven and nine record. There we yeah. go, baby. That's, that's a showing for you. That is a showing. That that's a showing. There that's a 
performance, as some would say. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. It's time for a frenzy. <laughs> a football frenzy. You could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. A football frenzy. Any team, any player, any question. Is here. 1-800-919-3776. Uh, I feel ba- badly for Matty Ross. Uh, he tweets us, me and you, Ty. He says, I'm back and forth between kids' basketball. Pre-practice, Rothenberg is ranting on the Giants and Gettleman. Post-practice, Dave is ranting on the Giants and Gettleman. Ty, please give him a hug. He needs it. Th- there's been a ton of conversation in between the Gettleman rants, though, Ty. Yeah, there has been a lot of going on, but that's what happens when you're like eaves, it's basically you're eavesdrop, eavesdropping on a conversation. I mean, we, we've talked, we've talked Jets, we've talked Knicks, we've talked Giants, Rangers, talked Rangers. We talked general NFL. Stump Rothenberg, Stump Rothenberg for a good twenty-five to thirty minutes, and he just happens to have caught um, those those two angry moments with Dave Gettleman and the New York Football Giants. Uh, all right, one 3776 on Twitter. At Rothenberg ESPN. Ty, are you participating in the oh, frenzy today? You better believe it. I've got a, I've got a gem for you, my friend. Oh, I, I know that Jake is participating in the frenzy because Jake adores the frenzy, as does the leadoff man on the frenzy, Sal in Duchess. Sal, lead us off on the frenzy. Dave, I need four teams in the NFL, four of your best teams in the NFL, and Ty, I need some NBA teams. For today, thank you. What 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 does he mean? Like he wants me to tell him the four best teams in football? Or no, no, no. For, so for he wants you advice? to look at the spreads for tomorrow's action and give him your four best plays. Okay. Uh, I like. I really like the Eagles. Uh-huh. Uh, I think they're going to hammer the Jets. The Eagles are laying seven. Hurts might not even play. He's questionable. Uh, okay. So if Gardner Minshew plays, you don't think that they hammer the Jets? <laughs> no, I don't. You don't? No. You think the Jets cover the number? That vaunted Jet defense, my friend. Okay. Uh, I like the Vikings laying the 7.5 against the Lions as well. So that those are my those are my top two. Um, I kind of like the Washington football team. I don't know that it's one of my top four, but I kind of like the Washington football team plus one. Uh, they've been playing better football than the Raiders. The Raiders had that one moment, but prior to that, they, they've been awful. Uh, a, a game that both of these teams absolutely need. Uh, surprisingly, and I think you'll disagree with this, Ty, I like the Bills laying two and a half. Uh, I, I, this is a must-win game for the Bills. It is. If Buffalo doesn't win this game, all of the preseason conjecture about how they're going to go to the Super Bowl and they're legitimate and all that is, is done, is gone. They only need to win by a field goal. They're home. They play the Patriots in two weeks up in Foxborough. If they lose this game, they'll still get in. But they are no longer the threat to go to and or win the Super Bowl. So I also like the Bills laying the two and a half. Did you have anything he asked you as well? Well, it's a football. I know you wanted NBA play, but it's a football. No, we're not. We're not doing NBA plays. We continue. What are you, Joe Wiz? (laughs) Joe Wiz, baby. We're not not doing that. Joe Wiz will be on with Anita Marks later this afternoon, by the way. Yes? Four o'clock hour. Nice. Nora, because Anita is, is the bridge. From the Knicks to the Rangers this afternoon. Nora in the Bronx. Nora, you're on the frenzy. Who do you think is going to be the NFL coach of the year? Well, that's a nice question. I think Bill Belichick. Uh, look at what look at what he's done. 
they're, they're sitting here at, at what at eight and four they were two and four and if you go back and look at their schedule so they're they're eight and four right they they lost a game against the Cowboys that that I think they they really should have won and it went to overtime and, and they lost it and then they lost a game to the to Tampa Bay that I, I think they they should have won as well and I don't what are their other losses they they lost what else did they lose I know I know they beat the uh, they beat the Texans they lost that game to the Bucks they oh they lost to the Saints also when the Saints were playing well and they had Jameis Winston. And then they, they, oh, they lost to the Dolphins again. They should have, should have won. Remember, they fumbled at like the eight yard line. They were going in for the game winning field goal. So, it, it, again, I, I know that, that things happen and things change. In a, in a perfect world, and realistically, you could be looking at an 11 and one Patriots team right now. Eight and four, still good. But yeah, I think Bill Belichick is, is going to be your coach of the year. He, he really is. He's different level. Uh, not a real Giants fan tweets in. Did the Bills reach their ceiling last year? It's a good question. Um, I'll say no at the moment, but I reserve judgment. That that could change. That could change. And and I think Monday night is a, a defining moment for the, the present and the future of the Buffalo Bills. Jonathan Green, it, say the draft is today. What two positions must the Giants prioritize with pick six and seven? All right. And I can't say it more clearly than this. The Giants need to get to the quarterback and stop other teams from getting to their quarterback. So I'm taking the best offensive lineman and the best edge rusher. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Fran, who loves the frenzy in Massapequa. Fran, you're on the frenzy. What is the least important position in football? Nothing is non-important. The least important position in football. See, I, I, I'd, I'd almost say. See, I don't think it's not important. It's very important, but I'd almost say running back. And and again, it's it's important, but I think running back is a position you can you can just plug a guy. Look, the Jets draft Michael Carter, and oh, he's good. And then last week, Ty Johnson and, and Austin Walter. Oh, look, all of a sudden we have multiple running backs. I just. I mean, I don't want to undervalue the running back position, but I think punter, right? If you have a really good offense, how many times do you need your punter? I mean, offensive line is tremendously important. Quarterback is the most. Getting to the quarterback, being able to stop the run with defensive linemen. Linebacker is obviously important. Safety, maybe? But a good safety is a difference maker. You see what Xavier McKinney's doing. So I, I would say punter, or if you want like a legitimate like position player, I think running back. Would, would, would be my answer there. 1-800-919-3776. Jake, you said you're playing in the frenzy today or not? I am playing in the frenzy today. All right, what do you have? I have a Giants question for you. So say you were in charge of the Giants and you could only choose one player moving forward to build your team around. Who are you choosing and why? Andrew Thomas. I think he's already good. I think he will be better. He's my left tackle. I'm not paying him much for a couple of years. I build around my offensive line, Andrew Thomas, left tackle. Did you think about Daniel Jones or Saquon no. Barkley at no. all? No. Interesting. It weren't even thoughts. I was thinking Xavier McKinney. But then in the answer I just gave to the most important positions in, in football, offensive line more important than safety, uh, Andrew, I don't even think it's close, to be honest with you. I think Andrew Thomas is, is the, the definitive, definitive answer here. 
Would you think about Daniel I don't, Jones I don't disagree, and Saquon Barkley but it's here? just crazy to think about, you know, a couple of years ago, even last year, James Bradbury was at an all-time high, and it's kind of crazy to think about, you know, his rookie season, Andrew Thomas did not have a good year. So it's just kind of crazy that now where the Giants are, well, that's, good the, now. that's the answer. I know, it's just kind of crazy how far he's come, or is it how far he's come or how far the Giants have fallen? No, he's good. He, let's let's not rain on what he is. He's he's very very good. So I, I think he's good. And on top of that, I don't think they have a ton of great players at very valuable positions. I mean, Graham Gano is really good, but we're not going to keep our place kicker and build around him. So no, Andrew Thomas is the answer. Uh, Tyreek, are you playing? Oh, I am. All right. If I told you one of these two get to the Super Bowl this year, who are you taking? Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Um, it's hard to envision a rookie quarterback going to the Super Bowl. And that being said, how gorgeous would it be if they if met we, there? If we could have Patriots, Tampa Bay, Brady, and Belichick, that would be fun. How gorgeous would that be? By the way, are people deleting their Belichick is overrated takes from last year after Brady won the Super if, Bowl? If you had that take, you're an idiot. I mean, just a, like a certified idiot. But you know, those takes were out there. There are a lot of people. Those are are really bad. I mean, Cam Newton had nothing. Offensively, they were barren. I still think they don't have great weapons, but they have enough, and their lines are good, and their defense uh, runs to the football. Great, and and they traded Gilmore. Yeah, (laughs) and their defense is still at that level. Does it like? Do you think often? I can't believe this could be the beginning of them being good for another fifteen years again. I actually don't feel that way. For some reason, Brady leaving changes things a bit. So you don't have that same. I don't have that same anger. No, I don't. It's it's not there anymore. That's nice. Like I still root against them, obviously. It's a division rival. But it's not the same. But you don't hate them like you did. No, I do not. Okay. All right. Let's 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 blow this frenzy dead. Uh, let, let me let you know that this portion of the Dave Rothenberg Show on 9870 ESPN brought to you by Davis versus Cruz live on pay-per-view. Unbeaten five-time world champion Gervonta the Tank Davis defends his lightweight championship against hard-hitting Isaac Pitbull Cruz. Davis Cruz tomorrow, December 5th at 8 o'clock Eastern, live on pay-per-view. Uh, the Knicks start right here on 98.7 ESPN in an hour. Let's get back to the Knicks. 1-800-919-3776. Uh, I made a statement earlier. People were very bothered by it. I'll make it again, and we will get into the Knicks. I want your calls, and we'll react to what they've been and what they can be. And is this going to be the team that, that it looks like at the end of the season? I, I think you're going to get real moves real soon. 